hey, you bitches. Welcome <laughs> to <Thrones and> Scones. <laughs> it's, it's your weekday morning podcast where we talk Game of Thrones over breakfast and apparently casual insults. Uh, today, on this lovely Friday, we're hitting season three, episode 10, Mahisa. <laughs> Oh, it might be Misa. Uh, yeah, Misa. You should, and you should have just asked me. Lemon. <laughs> oh, welcome to the end of uh, of yet uh, another week, friends. Ending another season, as well. And I know we've talked about the formula of Game of Thrones, where they have a really big episode nine, and then they kind of fizzle out and just wrap things up with um, episode ten. I think a couple pretty big things happen in this episode. Uh, I like it. I think it might be my favorite ender, end cap, as it were, so far. So before we get into the episode, are we still agreeing that the pattern has been established? Episode 9 is the finale. Episode 10 just just ties up some loose ends. Well, this is an interesting... Since you brought it up, since you brought it up, we're throwing you know the uh, formula to the wind here. I agree. So far, that is absolutely the pattern. But speaking of patterns... Have you noticed that maybe episode 10 isn't the biggest, but do you know who always has a pretty epic moment in episode 10? Daenerys, right? Yeah. Daenerys. Yeah. Is that foreshadowing? I think so. It almost, all, every season has ended with Daenerys, right? I mean, so far, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know going forward if that's the case, but thus far, absolutely. And it not only ends with her, it ends with her on top. Does that say something about the end of the series? I don't know. I feel like that'd be too obvious. But I, I, it's I, pretty I, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to say like I'm breaking new ground here and coming up with it, a very simple idea that no one has ever uttered, but uh, it's the first time that I've thought of it. Yeah, I actually never even put that together, but that's a very good point. They all do end with, I don't know. I feel like, I so to completely go ahead, you brought it up at this point now. Yeah, go but, ahead. How else could the series really end without Daenerys? Like, do you expect that big of a twist that Daenerys just, like, gets killed or something and just doesn't? My theory is Jon kills Daenerys. Me too. Really? Yep. Yep. Why? I think she turns or I think something happens that that makes... Because she's got these moments of darkness. They're quick and they're subtle. And I just think it doesn't end well for John, and I think that it's gonna be his heritage spoiler that <laughs> that makes her flip or something. And I think she's gonna turn, and I think that John's gonna have to kill Daenerys. That's my theory for the end of the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's really? pretty, pretty, pretty spot on. I also think we hear a lot and. The book in this show, kind of the Targaryen legacy of crazy, of mad, of madness. And we yeah. all we have seen is madness, right? In the show. So I think it's true. So well, I think that Okay, but under that theory, then you would expect John to go mad too. True. But, but you, he's said, not, you said you he's, said legacy, not John. Yeah, but himself. he's not he's not uh he'd be the only one that's not a pure blood, right? The well no, because Viserys and Daenerys are half um, Martell. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So um, that, that theory goes. Up oh wait, no. Am I wrong about that? No, that's Ray- Rhaegar's wife is. Um, <clears throat> uh, so their sister-in-law is a Martell. I actually don't know if the Mad King's wife is a Targaryen or not. 
Because that was kind of the t- Targaryen tradition, right? Is that they yes. kept in their own bloodlines or whatever. Right. Good which, point. Which was kind of the thought, which to me was why they were going mad, right? Is that they were just they were, they were just twin-cesting, like the Lannisters are. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah so Everyone's then, about twin-cest. So that would make sense to me, given like John would, if John was in fact not, and Daenerys was, that they could kind of go along that same yeah. thing. But, I don't know. That was ne- that never crossed my mind. I guess I there's a there's a transition in the show for me where the I don't know if you guys noticed, but <clears throat> I feel like the show did take a pretty significant turn once once they steer started steering more away from the books. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh Because when they're on with the books, so much is like you get hit with these main characters dying, and it could just be because they're wrapping up the show they they can't they don't have as much time to develop these big characters but even a couple seasons back once they've once they've stepped away from the books and they've really let the new writers take on the show the show is much more attuned to or akin to like your standard like television tropes and stuff where the good characters you know you get these up and downs but ultimately like the good characters you are rooting for are still having success and, you know, they may get kicked down, but they're not freaking dying. Or, you know what I mean? Yes. So, like, it, it is a much lighter, easier, more satisfying, you know, more more happy show or happier show uh, now that the writers have switched, in my opinion. Or they're building up to the saddest thing yet, which would be – that would be rough. I, I feel like they've got to do something. All Like, all the big shows have a crazy ending, I feel like. Yeah. That means yeah. something. That means something. There are. I, I have a couple of uh, of theories that I have for the end season, but you could be remiss for thinking we're uh, recapping <laughs> the end of season seven here. That would be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we're actually talking about season three, episode ten. Uh, I've got the wiki here. Since we've just jumped so far ahead, do you guys want to remind ourselves what happens here in this episode, real quick? Yes. Yes. I will. Take, uh, I will take do it away, that for Jeremy. You. Oh, you want me to? Oh, plot? Yeah. yeah, I'll do it. Kill it. Joffrey challenges Tywin. Bran. Oh, you have it open. <laughs> yeah, I just pulled it up. Okay, go nuts. <laughs> oh, I thought you. Oh, Bran tells a ghost story in Dragonstone. Mercy comes to Strange Quarters, and Danny waits to see if she is a conqueror or a liberator. Hashtag killed it. Now, can Jeremy, you, now, now do can it you again, do it again? But in, but in Arnie Schwartz. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, you threw Cookie Monster Wait, at me Arnold, yesterday, so Arnold Schwartz. I'm talking about his 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 Jewish cousin, his Arnie Jewish Schwartz. Arnold. Arnie Schwartz. <laughs> um, probably not. I can try here. I would love to see it. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, have to, I have to think of a of a movie line for Arnold Schwarzenegger so I can say it. Just it's funny when you when you did Get that. Out. Was, what? Get out. The cho- you do the chopper. <laughs> I was gonna say there's so many. Uh, it's not a tumor. <laughs> not a tumor. Joffrey. Nah, no, see, I can't do it at all. Joffrey. Joffrey. Okay, that's. Well, that was enough. <laughs> I'm horrible at those things. That's why I find Tony so entertaining. Like Hans does a good, uh, I would say Australian. And then no, British. I do. My Australian's terrible. And Scottish. Tony, but they all sound the same to me. Tony's got those <laughs> down. I don't have any. I can't do any accents. It's because you just got to embrace the Keith Ibn Keith trigger Ibn. word. Keith Ibn. <laughs> I can't do any of that. <laughs> oh. All right. So 
Can I start with the uh, with the bad here for this episode? Yeah, Switch it, it up a little bit? Definitely. My least favorite part about this episode, I, I think I've just been picking out the inconsistencies I don't like at this point. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one to me here is they set up this dramatic moment where Davos reads the scroll for the Night's Watch. He goes up to Stannis. Then Stannis and Melisandre figure out that he's let Gendry go. And so they sentence him to die. <laughs> And he gives this scroll. It's you know, it's a big moment. Fine, okay, fine. They need Davos. Melisandre kind of comes around to Davos, and she's like, "No, my king, he's right. It's great. It's fine." But we see like a bajillion scrolls on Davos's desk. He opens up the Night's Watch one, and that's not even like the random chance thing that I care about. What I care about is when he walks into Stannis and Melisandre, they have a scroll. That's talking about Rob Stark's death. Why did every other raven go to Davos, but that one went to Stannis? <laughs> you tell me. You tell me right now. Silence. Silence. There's, Silence no, the, there's no rational rational reason. Yeah. Which is why you're so picking I've, it yeah, apart. So I've stopped watching the show now. Uh, I'm done. That's I it. can't we take don't, it we anymore. We don't continue. Uh, yeah. It's been fun, guys. Uh, you know... That whole scene, like Melisandre is, for someone who's so close to the Lord of the Light, you know, and having so much, she knows the history when she meets Arya. She's like, oh, the colors of eyes and the clothes, and you'll play a part in this. But then suddenly, a part that she's like, I'll meet you in the future. So she has this idea of the future, but she doesn't see this coming prior to him bringing a scroll. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah, she's very clairvoyant when she needs to when be, she needs which to I understand. Be. You can't pick your visions. I get that. But she does have a lot of power granted to her by this being who, you know, she is doing his bidding. Right. But she's also, and we'll find this out, pretty wrong about a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of and, like, don't you think, like, if you were a god, you'd, like, maybe step in and be like, oh, no, 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 sweetheart, no. You're, that's not what I said. And then you'd like stop giving her the ability to con- to conjure shadow babies to kill. Why would people? you ever want to stop that though? Shadow <laughs> demon babies. <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm thinking just maybe. Yeah, uh, but like when she, I mean, up until this point, she's very much like telling him, you know, you're going to be the next king. This is the war. We'll win it. We can still win it. And then she's yeah. like, nope, none of that matters anymore. This is where we focus <laughs> everything. And he's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> Hans, what's your uh, what's your flaw of the episode, as it were? My least favorite part of the episode has got to be when Egret shoots John, and I've gone back and forth because oh, I really? actually thought well, see, I originally I thought was, was one of my favorite parts. I was originally going to say that's what I that's what I think is interesting about the scene is that I I couldn't decide if I really really liked it or I really really hated it, and uh, I I came to the conclusion that I disliked it. Just based on the fact that I don't think that, you know me, big fan of Egret. <laughs> yeah, you love her. Uh, but I just I don't know if they set her character up to do that in the show, and I and it's fine if they did, but like, I don't know. I really didn't expect it, which is fine. But I just I don't know. For me, they didn't build her character up to actually shoot him. Maybe once, not three times. <clears throat> yeah, she did hit him thrice i loved her act rose's acting in that point though like you can see it like she's she's mad you can see it on her face but like her eyes are so like sad and it's it's very it's very very good from the, uh, 
and, from Rose there. Yeah, and the reason I say that instead of her character up to do this is because she knew yeah. that he was not like a wild. I mean, he, she she even flat out said she knew that he was just kind of hiding and, and was didn't actually break his real oaths and was really still loyal to the uh to the um the, the night's watch. Yeah, the night's yeah. watch. And uh and so like why doesn't she just go with him? She already said it's just you and me, like why does she shoot him? It just didn't make sense to me. So I have a theory, if yep. you want to hear it. Hit me with it. Um and that is in the last episode when John makes his move and rides away from the wildlings, Egret's ready to fight with him. You know, whether or not she agrees with him, you know, she's under that impression. You know, it's you and me. She draws her arrow. You know, she shoots the guy that John was supposed to kill. But when they draw their swords, she draws her bow and she's with John. You can see it. Exactly. And he knocks her down. And you know what he's doing. Like, he's he's like, you know, this is your family. I'm not going to let your family kill you here by finding out that you're with me. And so John, by doing that, kind of saves her life in that scenario, but also walks away from her where she yeah. was in that scenario making a stand with him. And I think it's less of her shooting him because of the fact that he's still a crow. And it's more like you're walk you are walking away from from me, not from the wildlings. Like yeah. you know, this isn't what we said. I think I think that's what they're going for. That makes I if that's the case, I like that much if, better. Yeah. <laughs> and I could just be trying to make sense of something that I want to make a little yeah. bit more sense. Because I, I can get but. behind that. I just can't get behind the fact that she would shoot him for being like for being a traitor. Yeah. Which honestly, yours makes much more sense than than the way I was thinking about it. So I do like. I've that I've been better. sending letters for seasons now, asking to direct an episode. They won't give it to me. <laughs> <sighs> whatever i didn't need it anyway uh jeremy what's your least favorite part of the episode uh probably for me the least my least favorite part was anything with pycelle i uh i think that's where (laughs) right where he's receiving the the um, isn't that where he's getting a message from some from joffrey no no gives it to joffrey tells joffrey about rob about rob yeah 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 pycelle is such a bitch he just annoys the (laughs) hell out of me in the show um and he's and I, I think it all comes back to the randomness when he's, you know, betting that chick and is pretending to be feeble but not feeble. It, his, he's just creepy. He's just weird. Um, so in this sort of situation, now that he's talking to, or giving the message to Joffrey, explaining Rob and Caitlin are dead. I, I don't know. <coughs> what well, Caitlin is dead though. <coughs> I mean, everyone knows Catelyn goes by Caitlyn <laughs> when they're not in the North. <laughs> oh yes, of course, she's yeah, in disguise. True. That's true. Um, in the in that small council meeting, it's my runner-up for favorite moment, and that is Tywin sending the king to bed. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and Tyrion even make Tyrion even makes the joke like, "You just sent the most powerful man in the kingdoms to bed without his supper." <laughs> That is really it's good. It's such a funny moment. You know, we've given the we've given the season finales uh, a, a little bit of shit. Yeah. But I will say, overall, I thought this episode was pretty good, and I actually have quite a bit of honorable mentions slash favorite parts of this episode that I do want to that I do want to talk about. Even some just more subtle moments that I really liked. It's the lightning round of, hey, this shit was awesome. Go! Go. 
Okay. So uh, I really, really love good old, good old GIF moment. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the episode. I haven't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't liked, I haven't really liked any other component of this, of this like storyline. But I freaking love when Ramsey holds up the wiener and just makes that face and shakes it. <laughs> I literally, yeah. I have it written down the same. My my note is Theon is officially de penised. Parentheses Ramsey dot gif. <laughs> so funny, and even the little noise it makes when he does. It, so funny. Uh, next, <laughs> next up, uh, Samuel Tarly runs into Bran and crew, mm-hmm. and then immediately says, uh, "Oh, I've heard all about Hodor." <laughs> he's a he's a legend he's got giants blood (laughs) did you write brandon crew out of curiosity i did because i also did (laughs) hilarious uh my other favorite part that you already mentioned when joffrey or when tywin yells at uh or when tywin sends joffrey to bed after joffrey like just Mm -hmm. kind of yelling at him and, and having a fit uh but my um other quick honorable mention, I like when Davos frees Gendry. Uh, Davos, like, just, yeah. no matter how many times, like, he's just going to do what he thinks is right. That's it, period. Uh, and he's ready to he's ready to suffer for it. Yeah, he's all for he, it. He fesses up right away. I like, yeah, I like that about him. But and my he's, favorite, and he's a learned man now, too. It's true. Learned man. But my favorite part of the episode uh, is when Arya kills the guy. And then Hound just steps in and just slaughters him. And then he all he says is like, just tell me what you're going to tell me you're going to do. Just tell me next time. <laughs> that, that was also my favorite part. Love that. Her, her, her first adult kill, yeah. if you will. And uh, it's, yeah, another, we, there's a few of them. And we've said it nine times, but another kind of turning point for Arya. Her just it, pure emotion driven but she shows up in this scenario where you know most little girls would have run up and just started punching like blah, 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 blah. she's tactful about it she drops that coin she she just starts stabbing him in the throat oh, it's uh you know i don't often say that it feels good to watch a nine-year-old stab somebody in the throat but today multiple times it just, those nights. it just felt right it did feel right i had a there's a, i had a bittersweet moment from the episode which is uh Tyrion and Sansa's marriage kind of works for a minute. It does. You know, like surprisingly, it's it's a little cute. You kind of buy it. You see that it could maybe work out, you know, until her dad, until her new father-in-law is responsible for the death of her brother and mother. There's yeah. that. that. That I feel like that's always kind of rough to get over. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kind of know, a downer. Which, the in-laws thing. I mean, Jeremy, you're the only married one of us. Have you ever had anything like that happen with your like uh, in-laws killing any of your siblings? I mean, Matt, <laughs> I hear a lot of stories of Matt's friends getting decapitated in the most random ways. Like, no, sure. Uh, yeah, My dad's like, one of those guys that has a story for literally everything. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, and, don't don't drive and, in the wrong lane. I had a friend that lost his head that way. Yeah, or like, or like, I, I just remember just any random story. The first thing that comes to mind, I was probably a kid, had my hand out the window, like you know how like you just play with the air out the car window, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, of course, instantly my dad's like, you know, oh, I got a friend lost his arm that way, like <laughs> caught a tree, gone. And it's just like you know 
you know he literally starts every story out with my friend yes. you know it's just like something he heard one time from some <laughs> random thing or saw on a television show like there's absolutely Probably no law and order first of all yeah like there's no chance everything I your dad's always, a friendly dude a he's just friends me. with everyone yeah. that's true maybe he's an approachable guy that's what we're he's looking that's at what inflatable he's kayaks about. he's like oh you can't get one of those i had a friend that left their head when you're picking it up I'm like okay <laughs> yeah yeah my gosh he is a, around a lot of decapitation yeah a lot of, decapitation. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of decaps uh other, he, he knows probably i know for he knows at least one person that survived a uh a parachute accident uh Ooh. parachutes didn't open hit the ground lived good best friend <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember his name. <laughs> or when it he was happened. best man at my wedding. <laughs> he was actually parachuting to my wedding. <laughs> I did write down a couple, uh, because I watched this episode pretty late, so I have a couple passive-aggressive uh, questions, one of which I already touched on, which is the, the scroll thing with Rob's death in Davos. Uh, sure. Another one, right in the opening scene, you know, we're, we're back in the twins. We're seeing all of the Stark men being slaughtered. Um, but they're putting up a fight and whatnot, and it is a fight. There's conflict going on, and we see people. One guy lost both of his legs, and people are just dragging him. I don't know what they're doing or why they're dragging him. Just kill him and leave him be. Um, but my real question is, amidst this fight, somebody has built a noose, put it around a guy's neck, and hoisted them over a tree and is just lifting them up <laughs> as like people are tr- having sword fights around them. Like, who is taking the time to do this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's, and like, then the, yeah. he's like, that, that one guy is like yelling at everybody else. He's like, he just sees some guy just like stab and the, the other guy's like, why don't you just get your sword out? What are you doing as he's like tying the knot? And he's like, there's no theater in it. <laughs> <laughs> I need the drama. <laughs> I live for the story. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know later in the episode, we know the guys that Arya kill, he's like talking about like, oh yeah, I was the one that's sewed up the wolf's head or whatever and he's like oh there are a bunch of people claiming that so maybe the phrase are all about their unique stories so that one guy can be like yeah. oh yeah i was the one who took 20 and a half minutes to make a noose and hang that guy in the middle of the battle i don't know i told you it um, had to be a square knot it's not gonna hold <laughs> my only other uh question is what is the timeline here because davos learned how to read very quickly and i'm sure it's easier to learn how to read when you know how to speak and you know the language pretty well but still he's had a lot of free time though a lot of free time he was reading children's books he wasn't even like they didn't give him hooked on phonics yeah yeah i don't know it's it the timeline thing we can go around all the time about where we have no idea how but it seems like things are moving super fast and they mm-hmm. should be overlapping, and yet they're just laying down next to each other in a sense. I don't know. It, it's yeah. it's a bit odd. Any other big moments from the episode or stuff that you want to touch on? Yeah, Jamie comes back. It's, yeah, sure. he's back in King's Landing. Which I thought, you know, they did really well. I thought that was really good. It's just very quiet, walks in. I almost wish they left it till the next episode. 
Yeah, me too, because it's, it's really powerful, and they do it so short that you're just... I think it's a good draw to come back, because... It's true. That's a good part of, like, understanding. And he looks like shit. And again, the, I think when he's coming into the town and with Brynn, and he's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, kind of wander in the streets as he's heading back. And the guy's like, get out of the way, you know, you peasant or something like yeah, that. Yeah, country boy. And he's like, um, do you not? And he's like, oh, yeah, shit, dude, look at me. <laughs> I have brown hair now. But you like, I mean, I think that's a pretty, you know, it's not necessarily subtle or nuanced or anything, but he's got, you imagine Jamie before would have said something and had that dude killed or something. Yeah. And, and he laughs, I think. He just chuckles and moves. And he just keeps like, moving, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of and a cool then moment. I, I, I like that moment. Um, I think I think the fact that they kept the Jamie scene with Cersei so short, like just him kind of being in the doorway. I think that was much more powerful than if they would have had some long, drawn-out, ridiculous thing. Yeah. Especially because, you know, like, it's powerful just because, you know, that's kind of what he's wanted this whole time. But, again, like, we, at least, we don't like, we don't, at this point, I don't want Jamie to be with Cersei anymore. So, it's like, it's, 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 it's kind of a weird thing. Um, But the other thing, I guess, that's big is, is we get that kind of finale scene with Daenerys, like, at this point, like in quotes, technically kind of freeing these Yunkai people. So, yes, the namesake of the episode. Um, she, they come out, they greet her, they call her mother, mm-hmm. and she she wades into them and crowd surfs for a little while. Nothing like yeah, nothing like good crowd surf. Yeah, the um, which uh, is you know a fine moment. It was, it was good. Again, her story is going back to being boring. Uh, it less. Uh, Really? Because I I think it's okay. I think basically until they start setting up in Marine, I'm okay with with her. Uh, yeah, Marine with her rough. story. Yeah. Until Tyrion shows up. Spoilers. Yes, oh, sorry. Spoilers. I mean, we've already literally gone all the way to to conspiracy <laughs> theories for the finale. Yeah, I think nah, we're, no I big think deal. At this point, we're good. what about what about Yara? Um, and oh and, yeah, and Theon. I mean. Obviously, they get a penis in the mail. Yeah, you've you've got mail. You've got mail. <laughs> you've got even, a penis. I totally forgot Yara. Like Yara's whole scene about her going to get her brother or whatever, and kind which of is pretty cool. I mean, it's a I pretty didn't even write that scene, scene down. Yeah. It just shows how much I give a shit about Theon. <laughs> Where are you guys standing with this? Because I, I mentioned it earlier in the season. Like we never really get to feel good about what's happening to Theon or I never do but like are are you feeling sorry for him are you just kind of ambivalent to it what what are your thoughts your Theon thoughts I'm just You're, I feel bad for I mean I don't I don't want anybody to lose their penis but I uh I, I think I just do. don't care about the storyline very much to be honest yeah. Here's the thing also just a just a quick note I assume it doesn't say it never shows it although actually it is implied in one episode down the road that he got the Varus treatment where everything is gone. Mm, okay. But if you're Ramsey and you really want to torture somebody, don't you think you'd leave the balls? You would think. Don't you think that maybe just maybe you'd just leave the balls? It'd need like a little nub, a little nub yeah, and a ma- ball. Just imagine the torture no potential, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, so I think we've seen people hit rock bottom. We've seen Jamie. Uh, we even saw Ned before he died kind of hit rock bottom. Uh, it, we typically then see either a rebirth and death. So it's going to be interesting to yeah. see what happens for him. Davos. Davos, yeah. 
Sansa? Nope. Sorry. Nope. Never mind. No. Tyrion's coming up. She's got some ways to go. Oh, I think, yeah, Tyrion's got a little while uh, until her rock bottom for sure, but she's on the way. I think in a way, in a sense, Arya has I was going to say, I was just about to say, I'm like, what do you think? Because is, oh man, I don't want to spoil everything, so. Because Arya's Um, is good. Brienne? Would you say Brienne goes through a transition? Because she loses two. I think she's hit rock bottom, right? When Renly dies and all that shit happens, that's kind of her like quick rock bottom. I think that and then getting taken and almost yeah, raped maybe. and then almost eaten by a bear then to find out that, mm. that Catelyn died. I mean, like, all of her honor, like, her honor was to Catelyn, right? That's why she said she'd take Jamie, And then she's judged as a traitor for that. She gets, you know, so. I That's know. why I almost think her emotional rock bottom is kind of later when she, like, fails to get Arya. Yeah, and Arya yeah. runs from her. Like I kind of feel like she's got a bit more of an internal thing going on, and that doesn't but really reverse pushes. itself until the the uh, battle at the yeah of the bastards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, what she's pushing for. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's there's so many good things to talk about when it comes to points of of ebb and flow in this show of how love and i mean we could we didn't talk about this in the last episode as much but love has not paid off for anyone right marrying for love does not work and they you're really bringing this up a lot jeremy you're making me concerned is your marriage okay yeah oh um, hashtag i'm awesome you're awesome all right i'm just checking in on you buddy i want to make sure all is well yeah, game of, game of thrones is rough though <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, in the last two weeks, you've talked a lot about how there's no love, and you've gotten a vasectomy. <laughs> it concerns me, is L- all I'm going to say. A little foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, of course, we've spent so much time wrapping up season three here. Uh, we should spend an equal amount of time on the scones for today. Uh, I had a lemon scone. Would you guys like to hear about it? I would. No, so just lemon. No poppy seed or nothing. No poppy seed. It was a lemon. Uh, it had a little glaze on it. A little bit of a drizzle. You Ooh. can see it on our Instagram. Ooh. It was from Bailey's Coffee House and Fudge. And Fudge, okay, but but no fudge. Yeah, there was no fudge in it. No fudge in okay. it. I just went with the coffee house aspect of it. All right, now tell me, give me a nice in-depth, nice review of this scone. Of course. Me? All right. Uh, Let me. Hard to put into words, but I think it was pretty sufficiently tasty. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it's it make up. Me cry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thrones and scones. Thanks for together. listening. You can find us on your podcasts on iTunes, on Spotify. <laughs> Uh, you know, join us on our website, send us an email, let us know what you think. Have we checked our email for anyone sending us any questions? Nope. No. Do we, what is our email? Uh, thrones, thrones and scones at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This and n thing is a little confusing. Yeah. That's probably all. We, should, we probably got hundreds of emails. Hundreds thrones of emails. And scones we need email. to hire a PR yeah. person. Um, but yeah, I just got one question for you. Are you down with G-O-T? Yeah, you know me. Uh, Just checked our email. We have zero new emails. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I wanted to talk about the whole whole house and sigil thing. 
Do you want to do it? We can do that for season. We could do that for the. We could. That would be a good one, I think, for the. Uh, for the season, recap. season was rough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and my then, Hodor, uh, my Hodor thing it. was pretty epic. The other thing I meant I meant to mention, and it just it got past me. I think was uh, I don't really get why the whole Car Stark thing when Rob ended up killing Car for uh, Lord Car Stark. What I can't remember his first name. Rickard. Rickard Car Stark. Uh, for killing the Lannisters ultimately didn't really matter, right? Because one of those Lannister kids uh, somehow survived <laughs> to become Tom and Baratheon. <laughs> Wait. No. Yeah, that's the same actor. No. Did I'm you look s- this up? No. I just It's obvious. I'm looking it up. There's no way. They I wouldn't might, do I mean, that. Maybe Did they I'm, do it? Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty positive that that kid... Was Tom and Baratheon? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Uh, was it Willem or Martin Lannister? I don't know. But when I first watched it, I was like, "Wait a minute! What the hell is what the hell is that kid doing here?" Oh shit! <laughs> um, It'd probably be like oh, his twin. Is Tom and Baratheon Willem Lannister? <laughs> According to Game of Thrones wiki fandom, he was cast for the third season of Game of Thrones in the role of Martin Lannister. Chapman has returned for season four, playing the role of Tom and Baratheon. Holy shit. <laughs> Boom. So I was wrong about which one, but yes. What? Isn't that funny? I did not even notice that. Oh my gosh. He went from dying in a dungeon to a... Uh, I don't even know this, the first scene we see of uh, of Tom. Yeah. My favorite one is just him on that bed with Marjorie and the cat. <laughs> and uh, if you ever go, I, I encourage you to go look up that scene on... Uh, on YouTube, I think it's a good scene, but all of the comments are just like, "Bet this kid's got a huge boner." <laughs> <laughs> if uh, and just just to state too, if anything, the Car Stark definitely helped that guy. Right, went from a little nothing offshoot Lannister to freaking king, to being king. Yeah, and being king works out great for him, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sir Pounce. <laughs> Maybe the best Game of Thrones character, and I don't even think we ever figure out what happens to him. <laughs> what a great sex name! <laughs> <laughs> they call me. They call Sir me Pounce. Sir Pounce. <laughs>